0: Hey, my name's Alex, and welcome to Alex Listens. This is the place where I talk about things like philosophy and politics and psychology and mental health and race and identity and that kind of stuff. So, today I am going to be talking about something very confusing, and often something that I feel is really left out of conversations about mental health and depression and anxiety, and and the, I think I think there is very little that is said about how, and there is very little that there is very little advice that is given about how to deal with the immense uncertainty and the confusing numbness of moments of profound depression and the inability to isolate reasons to act so that's what I wanted to talk about today because those are all things that I've really been struggling with of late and those are things that have been that have really come to the forefront of my thinking and my analysis of what I'm feeling and You know, I'm aware that I probably think too much about what I'm feeling and I'm probably too aware of my experiences of things, uh, but yeah, nevertheless, I still think it's important because I wanted to, I wanted to share this with you just in case it was something that you also experienced or wondered about. Okay. Before I begin... I need to make my normal few housekeeping announcements. Um, I suppose the most important one is that if you're enjoying the podcast or anything else I do, you can support the Alex Listens project in a number of different ways. The easiest way is probably by just going to www.alex.co slash contribute. And there you will find links to PayPal and Patreon. And I suppose that's the easiest way to help the podcast keep going help me afford to do this uh and you know i suppose i don't have ads i won't have ads i don't want to throw any kind of you know bullshit down your throat that you're not that you don't want so yeah i rely on you the listener to help me keep running this if you think it's something that's valuable for you and i suppose at the same time what i'm trying to do is foster a culture of patronage and normalize patronage. Because patronage, patronage, perhaps once upon a time, it was normalized. But I really don't feel like it is normalized today. Uh, I'm only kind of new to the creative scene, you know, 18 months or something. And it's really hard. It's really hard to get people. People like free things. I like free things. And I suppose I don't really like paying for things either. But, you know, I'm trying to change that. Um, You know, support local artists who you like, support creatives who you like. So if this podcast is valuable for you, I suppose it falls into that reasoning, right? Um, And then also, uh, you should follow me on social media if you're not already. I'm on Instagram at AlexListens, A-L-E-K-S, not A-L-E-X, none of that stuff. Um, And on Facebook at Project. And my website is www.alex.co. Cool. Okay, well, here we go. So, I suppose what prompted this episode was a period of time in my life where I spent a lot of time trying to isolate reasons for doing things. And this often happens when I'm depressed. I go through this strange, phase of constantly trying to remind myself why I'm doing anything and why anything is important. And I suppose I haven't really done myself any favors with my, you know, kind of vocational commitments or my academic commitments. Like I study philosophy and that leads, that tends towards a lot of, uh, you know, kind of unanswerable, Questions. And I feel like the experience of depression for me is one big unanswerable question, which is the question of why. And I suppose that's been romanticized by a lot of people, by the 20th century French existentialists. They, a lot of them, you know, speak about this kind of experience of nihilism, as not 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 being able to identify anything meaningful and that being not being able to identify anything meaningful about our life and not being able to find a kind of universal purpose that we're all supposed to strive towards. And then, you know, some of them took that in the direction of, we have to author our own meaning, blah, blah, blah. But and that like it's I say that it's been romanticized because that next move, you know, author your own meaning that is a pretty cool thing I think I think it's really cool to tell people that if they are if they are experiencing kind of numbness and if they don't if they're not able to behave as they previously behaved in terms of being motivated to behave and enjoying what they did and finding things meaningful and having passions and hobbies and whatever. If you're not able to do that, then you just kind of sit back and think about, you know, sit back in your armchair in a Parisian cafe and think about what, you know, what your subjective experience and what you found meaningful. And then you try and do those things. But that really hasn't been, that's been part of my experience of depression. There have been times where I've kind of really relished the lowness of everything. And I've had these moments of brilliant clarity where I've been able to see into my life and see into my thoughts and see into relationships and see into things that I do with my time and make decisions about them. And I acknowledge that it's a pretty weird time to be making decisions about things when you can't really feel too much. There's a kind of dull ache that is accompanied with waking life. And that that often, yeah, I guess sometimes, you know, it doesn't really lead to the most intelligent decision making uh, because of the lack of optimism or hope for the future. But that aside, I mean, that probably, that only makes up a minority of my experience of depression. A lot of the time, my, my depression is banal and plain and dull and kind of slowly reverberates around my head and reminds me, kind of draws me back away from things that I do and kind of just basic consciousness. You know, a lot of the time I feel like depression is a really dissociative experience for me and it takes me out of what I'm doing. And it's kind of like this lens, this lens that withdraws all of the joy or most of the joy from life. And that is a very hard place to be. And for me, that is the hardest part of my depression. The banality of it. The plainness of life. And that's what this episode is about. It is about me trying to share the ordinariness of life. The, the way in which my depression makes life feel so exceptionally plain and so exceptionally dull. And that has a far greater impact on... That has had a far greater impact on my life than anything else that I can think of. And that is the scary part because I suppose for me, that's what depression does. For me, depression takes away the connection to things, or it really downplays the impact of my connection to things and to people and to myself. Uh, and I suppose I don't, I'm, i it feels that phase of not really knowing what anything means and you know, not finding things meaningful and but you know maybe lean towards nihilism or whatever for me that that's very familiar, and that seems to happen a lot when I'm depressed, and that's been happening a lot recently you know i kind of i don't know don't know how to get out of bed in the morning because i don't really i'm not looking forward to doing anything and then I go back to sleep and then you know, wake up again, there's some self-loathing because I've slept in for too long. And then I get up and I, yeah, I just kind of quietly, uh, go about doing things without, without much of a connection to them. And something strange happens whenever I get to this point, whenever Whenever there is a real absence of color or joy or excitement or passion in my life, it seems like perhaps a coping mechanism for me or the only thing that I really know how to do when I feel like that is I begin looking for reasons for doing things. And this is one of the strangest and most confusing parts of Anything that I've ever felt. This is one of the strangest consequences of being depressed for me. Because it kind of gives rise to this really fierce anxiety. This really gruesome worrying about who I am, what I do, and why I do it. And it's not pleasant. It's not a... Pleasant process. But it's very strange that what gives rise to that is this real dullness and this really kind of sedated and mundane interpretation of the world. It that that is what is giving rise to this terrific and kind of brutal assessment of who I am and what I do and why I do it. And often I'm not able to answer any of the questions that I ask myself. And I, I think that kind of compounds the depression. Although I think in the past, you know, when I was younger and when I wasn't really aware of what I was feeling, I didn't, it was, it was harder to it was harder to kind of do anything. I think, you know, for a long time, I I don't know, I wasn't doing much with my time. And I suppose I'm not, you know, I don't, I don't really think about my day in terms of time and measuring productivity and whatever. I think I try to think about it in terms of doing what I enjoy and whether I've been able to enjoy doing what I enjoy and my depression situates me to think about my reasons for doing what I enjoy, and most of the time, there are no reasons and that is that is a hard thing to stomach. There are reasons, right like obviously I care about you know I have these. These particular political inclinations, and I want society to look a particular way, and I want people to, for example, the reason why I do these episodes on depression and mental health is because I want people to talk about their experiences, and I want this to be normalized as something that is accepted and acknowledged in society and something that people don't beat themselves up over because it's, it's just part of some people's lives. And I suppose it doesn't sound or seem like depression discriminates. It it seems like it is nearly universal, at least in my generation, um, to a certain extent that, you know, I guess, people have more, some people have more profound experiences and more protracted and extended experiences and others have, you know, kind of a few days of feeling low or whatever. Um, but it's not, it's not really spoken about and it's still not really spoken about. And a lot of people have reached out to me and told me how helpful these episodes have been for them and how they've been reassuring and how they have been, they have, uh, yeah, they have resonated with them and they have made sense to them. And so that's why I'm going to keep doing them. And that's a reason, right? I have a reason to do something. But it's taken me about two months to do this episode. And I did one last week, I think, on depression as well. And that took a really long time as well. As in, you know, it took like 20 minutes or whatever. I just kind of sat down and did it. But the motivation to do the episode, to to be motivated, was the real challenge. And that is... That's the strange thing about reasons not matching up with interest. Or reasons not matching up with motivation. And I don't think reason... Having a reason to do something, at least for me that isn't a very strong motivating force to do something. It doesn't really push me to do it because I think about it and I think that it's something that I want to do. That doesn't really mean anything. And this is where I tie back to the banality of, this is why this episode is titled The Banality of Depression, because it is a lot of the time a really plain and un and it's not glamorous and it isn't very complex and it isn't very sophisticated. It's just an absence of color and an absence of luster and an absence of curiosity and an absence of joy and a stillness and a plainness that's kind of meditative, but it's also, I don't know, kind of Yeah, not so meditative because it's not very calming and it's not very reassuring and it's not very it's it's not a very hope inducing thing to go through. So yeah, I I hope I've done a sufficient job of outlining what I mean by the banality of depression and how it is a colorless thing a lot of the time for me at least, and yeah, I guess I just wanted to put that out there that asking, yeah, so yeah, I guess I, I'm not I'm not quite sure what I hesitated there because I I was. I was going to, sometimes at the end of my episodes, I try and explain what I hope that the episode will do, but I don't, I don't know. I don't really know what I hope this one will do. Maybe I hope it just expands your understanding of what experiences of depression might be like. Anyway, thanks for listening. I hope this was interesting and informative. If it was, send me a message. You can contact me on any social media platform, but really only two, (laughs) um, Instagram and Facebook, and I'll get back to you. Or send me an email, contact at alex.co. Cool. Take care. Sending love your way. I hope the sun is shining wherever you are. And all the best. Bye.